Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I was just looking at the weather radar. I know. Don't you just love that we have two storms coming at us during a pandemic and <laughs> so the dumpster fire of the year? It's yeah. just, it's real. I mean, it's at least it's on brand. <laughs> it's very, it's very on 2020 brand. Yeah. Essentially. yeah. Um, so like, you know, at this point, I'm kind of like, meh. <laughs> I know. Well, it looks like the the bigger one may miss us barely. So, well, so I kind of feel like though I'd rather them just keep saying it's going to come to us because usually that makes it not not come to us. So yeah. when they say they're like, "Oh, it's moving. It'll it won't hit us." And I'm like, "Well, shit. That means it's like no, like you got to say it's going to come at us." <laughs> like, yeah. head on. Because then it'll be like, oh, well, we can't be predictable, you know? Right, right. Well, and they're saying like, okay, so the little one that's coming tomorrow, I say little, but still a category one hurricane. (laughs) But like if we lose power, energy might be like, "Mm, we're going to wait until the second one. It's like, "Ah." right. So we're going to be in the middle of like the hot, hot heat for two days or three days, maybe. Or more. Yeah. Who knows? That is actually going to be the worst. Yeah, it's <laughs> not fun. I'm, no. This is the part that I'm not excited about. Like, yeah. we, I, I'm, we're totally, I mean, I've been doing, I've lived in New Orleans my whole life. I've mm-hmm. been doing it, like, forever, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like fine. Like, we have the yeah. go-to snacks and the water. Yep. You know, and the ice and, like, all of that kind of shit. Like, that's fine. Yeah. But it's, I, I don't understand why that has to happen in the middle of the summer. Like, <laughs> yeah. I wish, could this not be a winter thing? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Could it yeah. not be when it's cold outside, so if the power does go out, like it's not that big of a deal? Could it be? <laughs> like, mm. I don't know. That's the part where I'm like, I hate everything. Because I'm fine with everything, but you know how I feel about heat. I become the devil when... <laughs> Like no one it's, would want me, should want to be around me when I'm hot. Yeah, it's fine for me. It's just a little hard to sleep at night. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah, and in my townhouse, so I live in a townhouse, and um, my bedroom's on the second floor, and it like hot air one hot air rises anyway, so oh. it's already like hotter upstairs. But then on top of that, like the however the fuck my AC is rigged up, like it's so cold downstairs, and then there's like a point in my stairs. Oh, where yeah. it drops like I mean it um, raises like ten degrees. It's yeah, I can't make it up the stairs. No, yeah. like it doesn't. Yeah, it like can't get yeah. up there. And since the thermostat's downstairs, yeah, it gets freezing downstairs, and so mm. it stops. And upstairs, it's still oh, it's like horrid. I mean, you may first have to problems, like, really, but <laughs> well, you may have to like, because I'm gonna super cool my house. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, so yeah, you may have to sleep downstairs if it goes. Yeah, that's what we did yeah. last time. So we had um, what was it, Barry or some shit that was like, yeah, was totally fine. It wasn't yeah. until rain that happened after Barry came through that everything like our power went out and like all of that kind of stuff so yeah yeah yeah, I yeah. sleep downstairs for that yeah but you know I mean it's it's a typical summer activity yeah. 
or New Orleans. This is not really anything new. I'm no, not. It's surprised August. It. This it's August. You're right. It's this is August. what happens in August. Exactly. This is this is what we do. Yeah, we're fine. I mean, it's yeah. Good. Yeah. It's more extraordinary to have in August with no storms or September, you know. Right. Well, so we haven't had really any come through. So that was usually, I mean, I'm not actually now I'm not surprised that we have two coming at the same time because mm-hmm. we haven't really had any mm-hmm. at all. And usually when that happens, it's like gearing up for. <laughs> I know you start to get worried. You're like, oh, God, we haven't had a. Yeah, in a while. So, and then the Weather Channel was just talking about how, like, so we turned on the Weather Channel because I was trying to see if if they sent Jim Cantor anywhere. Uh huh. Once he goes somewhere, you know, you you look out at that point. Yeah. Um, But so I was trying to see, and so they're talking about they're like, well, even a Category One could still, if it hits the city in this way, it could still flood New Orleans. I'm like, why yeah. are we talking about this? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Why? Why mm. the the like where the conversation is heading? Like, can uh, just... yeah, I don't like that. Like, no. no. Like, this is that's not uplifting at all. Like, come on, man. No. Well, the Weather Channel likes ratings, and they, but you know, true. And they were talking about you know because Katrina's and the 15th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Of the- week and I'm like I don't need any more Mm-mm. reminder of that bitch no. she has a lasting effect and yeah. she's done enough like can we move yeah. on please yeah that- I had a little PTSD moment as you know yesterday Truly, yeah I had to go to bed early <laughs> I think though I think we all are like that especially yeah. because it's so close to the anniversary I think if it wasn't uh-huh. as close to when this is ha- like this is the first time this has ever happened, I feel yeah. like, or at least in a long ass time. And yeah. so, of course, the first time this happens has to be around an anniversary that makes us all on edge anyway. Yeah, I've and read we're that, all, you know, I've read that when, um, and you can take it or leave it, but um, <laughs> I've read that when there are very stressful events like school shooting survivors talk about this and like natural disaster survivors talk about this. Like, even if you don't, if you forget what day it is, you don't know what day it is on the calendar. A lot of people report survivors report feeling like in the couple of days leading up to the day, like they can't sleep and they have nightmares and they may not even realize, Oh God, it's the anniversary of whatever that was. Right. It's like your body knows, like it's a collective. Yeah. 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 It's just, yeah, it's in your, it's in your subconscious. It's just there yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like no matter how far out we get from Katrina, like everybody's still going to talk about it. We're still oh, going to yeah. talk about it every single year. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting to the point where like every, it's like the every five year thing, like people, yeah, you know, it's more significant. It's just, yeah. So, you know, anyway. it is what it is. We'll yeah. get over it and deal with it. Maybe well, work it it'll be one of those things where we all gear up and everything. And then you see everybody's pictures of like a lawn chair tipped over or something. The worst Like if the worst thing to come out of this is that my dog doesn't, you know, shit outside for two days. Like that'll be, I'm good with it. Like, yeah, I'm so- listen, I-, I never need to go. Well, I don't need to go back to the grocery for canned goods. 
bless <laughs> for like three weeks. I'm good. I, yeah, we went to Doranax today. God bless Doranax. This is the first time since the pandemic they had all of their cash registers open. Like all yeah, of the checkout it. lines were mm-hmm. open because it yeah. was a hot, hot mess. I heard that the, the groceries were, I heard the Rouse's. A little, a little wild. Yeah, yeah. the Rouse's on Vets apparently shit got real. Like apparently yeah, I heard. people were fighting for baskets and like, oh, God. all of this kind of stuff. I so. I don't yeah I went to the grocery Friday morning in yeah. anticipation because I can't deal with that <laughs> it no it's, it's horrible it's like I will walk away I'll be like no I don't need it it's fine yeah I went with Linda and because we were getting my uncle some stuff too and she was literally in in a shelf like trying to get peanut butter because they, oh, they didn't have any. And she was like, wait, there's some in the back. And she like, <laughs> crawled into it. So people, oh. yeah, you're all fighting for, well, because you want to get stuff you don't have to put in the fridge. So it's like. Right, exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, except yeah. I did see some people with like cold stuff in line. And I was like, what are you, what yeah. are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you? Why? Like some lady had cheese no. and like other stuff. I'm like, oh, I... <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you going to, are you just going to eat cheese for 24 hours straight when your power goes out? Like I just don't understand oh, no. what you're no. doing. No. Yeah. I'm like, some people, man. No. I know. And that lady, I was like, you are old enough to know how this operation goes, ma'am. Like, <laughs> she must just really like cheese. I don't know. <laughs> God. We have cheese left over that we said, you know, cheese and eggs and stuff that we were like, we're going to have to eat that first. You know. Yeah. You eat all your freezer stuff. And yeah. And you eat your refrigerator stuff. <laughs> exactly. And then you eat your canned goods. And then everyone can listen to Big Easy Spirits on their phone that they charge in the car while it's raining. And it listen, that's right. <laughs> Download this podcast. Yeah, as, soon as you hear our voices, I know you're listening to this on Monday morning. Obviously, download it. First get it ready Monday. to go. Download some of our past yeah. episodes so you have a, a a there you go whole group ready to go. Yep. I mean, we have this is episode 452. It feels like so. No. Yep. <laughs> I think this this is episode 34. So you have 34 hours essentially to get download, get it ready to go, get your puzzle and your crossword and your podcast. There you go. go. There you go. And this one, it has a little bit of New Orleans history in it. You know, yeah. I, um, Mm -hmm. I will have to say, I'm going to give a shout out to, um, well, my best friends in my head, um, the traveler broads. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're, they're my best friends in my head. So, um, shout out to Fender and Maloney. Um, Uh, but yeah, so they started for anyone that doesn't know, they are, um, Instagram, New Orleans, Instagram ladies, um, very popular, very cool, very sweet. Um, and they started a quarantine history YouTube series. Um, mm-hmm. So they basically like they got with a local um, walking tour historian and they dressed up and they did all of that. And because they, they they live down by the French Quarter. So, you know, it was really easy because no one was around. So they could just kind of like go all through the streets and and, you know, kind of play around. And one of these stories, I didn't have any idea until 
I heard I watched their quarantine history um, episode, and then I was like, "Well, I have to find out more about this story." Mm, okay, what this is about. Um, so it is about the story today is about the Baroness Ponta- Pontalba. Oh, yeah. So Mm -hmm. the Pontalba buildings, Mm -hmm. um, if you're not from New Orleans, although some people from New Orleans might not even know that that's what they're called either. Right. But um, so if you're looking at Jackson Square, so if you're like standing more towards the river and like looking at the cathedral, there are these two long buildings that are um, parallel to each other on the sides of the cathedral. So one is on Mm -hmm. St. Anne and the other one is on St. Peter. It's another saint. Um, one St. Anne. I think, yeah. The I other one is. Right. Um, yeah. So those yep. are the Pontalba buildings. And mm-hmm. so I like knew that's what they were called. My um, mm-hmm. a really good friend of mine, her mom does um, some like history tour, like food history tours and stuff in the French Quarter. And she's been doing that like for the longest time. And I had heard her always talk about that and, so I knew they had like some significance, but I had zero idea. Um, and so the Baroness Pontalba is responsible for for those buildings, but she is has an interesting backstory. Um, mm-hmm. Has had an okay. interesting had it had an interesting turn of events to her life. Um, so I don't know if you know anything about the story, but I did not, and so I wanted to make sure I did. All of yeah research. So I lovingly refer to her as the HBIC, the head baroness in charge. Oh, there you go. Because she Love it. seems like a freaking badass. Like, let mm-hmm. me tell you, she seems so cool. Everything I read about her. Um, so I tried to kind of look at a lot of different things. There was a Times-Picayune article about it on NOLA.com. Um, there was... Um, the historic New Orleans collection had a bunch of stuff about the buildings. Um, they had featured her, her son, um, Gaston actually was a painter and a, and a draw, like he drew when he was an artist. And so he made a lot of, um, uh, drawings and paintings about like with the buildings and, and Jackson square and, and all of that kind of stuff. So they had a whole, um, uh, art, show I guess uh okay for him not for him but with all of his his stuff um so there's Mm -hmm. a little information on there and apparently I did not know but her story like there's an opera made about her story um there's been some books and like a movie or some something I had zero idea any of that was a thing because I didn't Mm -hmm. know anything about her uh, yeah. Did you know anything about her? Did you know? I know. Like, I know a little bit because my marching crew did Famous Women of Louisiana uh, last year, and yeah. someone did her. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna start with a little backstory. So, she um was the daughter and heir to a Spanish um colonial off official, Don mm. Andres Almanester y Rojas. Okay. Gonna go with it. He's a politician. Um, you know, all like when the Spanish ruled New Orleans, he was like a big deal. They had a lot of money mm-hmm. and all of that. So um she was born Michaela Almanester in seventeen ninety five in New Orleans and she grew up in New Orleans. 
Um, so her. Can you imagine like being I, born I, in New Orleans in 1795? I don't. I like want to know, but then I also like kind of don't want to know. <laughs> I think it would be horrible. <laughs> I I like wish I knew some. I like yeah. I I but then I don't, and I'm like the yeah. amount of disease and shit that was going on. Right, then, exactly. Like, I don't. My body- talk about no air conditioning. Oh. Oh, and they wore all of those, like, their whole outfit. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there were so many things. I don't know how they didn't all, like, pass out more. Uh, Swear. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Ugh. So her her politician father, so Don Andres, um, became one of the richest men in Louisiana at the time. So he did, he got this way thanks to, um, he acquired a lot of land and had different properties around the city and then had a lot of enslaved people. Yay. Oh boy. Yay. Yeah. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, God. so awful. Um, yeah. I like hate, it's like, I know it's a part of history, but it just pains me so much when I have to like, Ugh, I know it's safe. Like he, he was the richest man because he owned people. Right. It's so shameful. Yeah. Um, So when he died, um, his entire fortune and properties were left to Michaela. Um, I, I guess he's like, she was his only child. I'm not entirely sure. um, Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, so I'm not entirely sure. I get into that a little bit more later. But his um all of his fortune properties were left to Michaela, um, who now is more known as the Baroness Pontalba. Um, part of the property were the two tracts of land perpendicular to the cathedral, and those pieces of land are now the Pontalba buildings. Okay. Um, so mm-hmm. he owned those originally, has owned them since the seventeen hundreds, like all of that. Now, wow. That's crazy that they've been yeah. that. So they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're pretty, um, they're pretty cool. And she, so she's fully responsible for resurrecting those buildings. Like she is, Mm. is fully responsible for it. Um, she, so they were designed in part as like row houses is what they Mm -hmm. called them. And then Mm -hmm. there were just like, essentially like it is now there were shops at the bottom and living area at the top. Um, so it's, I don't really know that they've changed all that much. I mean, obviously, you know, pipes and, and structural things inside of it, but so, I mean, pretty much they're, they're what they were when she made them in the 1800s. I know somebody that, um, has an apartment there and we went and hung out and so cool. They're really small. So I imagine they, you know, they haven't changed very much. Yeah, that's, I, I think they were, so I read something that said there were 16 houses on each side. So I yeah. figured knowing that they're not that big, like they're big yeah. buildings, but they're not that big. So I figured. Yeah, they're tiny. Side, yeah, it had to be pretty tiny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she, um. The, she like designed them and was very very hands on. I read something that she actually now it's a rumor there there wasn't mm-hmm. anything legit about this, but that she would put on like workmen's clothes and actually go into the structure and like oh like piddle around and stuff. Okay, um yeah, so I thought that was cool. But it That's even really cool. these buildings even included a few famous New Orleans names, so mm-hmm. James Gallier and Henry ah. Howard. Um, okay. both kind of had a hand in it, both like the designing and the construction part of it. 
but yeah. both um, are rumored to have left the job construction before like it was completed because of falling okay. out with the Baroness. Apparently she was, Uh-oh. you know, she was the HBIC. So, yeah. And they couldn't handle that. Right, they couldn't just handle could, her at that time in the 1800s. They just couldn't handle that. So right. um, the buildings are famous for the cast iron, um, the cast iron, like, they call them galleries that go around the building. Um, so it's just like the, the cast iron stuff that's around. Um, uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't think of the that. balconies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the cast iron that goes around the balcony. So um, that, that is like some of the first that ha- that were installed in the city. So that became like a big, huge oh. part of New Orleans architecture. But it's believed that those are some of the first balcony, like the cast iron balconies that were installed around the city. So well, that's cool. That, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, like I said, that's not the subject of this week's episode because there is no, I mean, I'm sure there are ghosts and energies and things all in there, but oh, sure, is not the part. Um, so the Baroness has a, like I said before, has a way more interesting story outside of the two buildings. Um, and then, yeah, so the historic New Orleans collection, frenchquarter.com and, um, 64parishes.com were all kind of very helpful in putting the story together. Although like most things from, you know, when you don't have the internet and recorded history, like, you know, YouTube videos and stuff, a lot of it was different. Like they had very different, um, uh, like breakdowns of like what actually happened to her. So I kind of took a combination of everything to kind of come up with what I think kind of happened essentially. Okay. Okay. Okay, Hello. I hear you. Okay, okay, and I sound good too. Okay. 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 So, um, Michaela's father, like I said, he had passed away um, and left her all of his, all of his, you know, properties and fortune mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was actually, I found out he was 70 when she was born and was only living wow. for three years of her life, which I find very weird. And that's why I also in the beginning was kind of questioning, like, I don't know how she inherited everything. Yeah. I would assume at age 70, you probably have other children. But... I mean, and also thinking about the mother, like, ugh. Right. Exactly. Gross. <laughs> I don't even. Yeah. So, so yeah. many interesting things about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> hmm. in um, 1811, hmm. Michaela was 15 or 16, and a marriage contract was made between her mother and their family's wealthy Pontal. Pontalba cousins so she married a cousin which is for the time was like what wealthy people did right I find it disgusting no matter what decade (laughs) or era we are in I still found find it real gross totally Um, because I think about like my cousins and I Mm. would rather die Uh, (laughs) I mean I love them I love yeah but not like that my heart but I would rather poke my eyes out with a plastic fork. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where I'm at on that. Yeah. Um so 
the so basically the marriage contract essentially was so everyone involved like got something out of it so the almanester family was wealthy but the pontalba family was well connected and like high up in society so okay one had the money one had the name and gotcha okay kind of thing so i think that's that was like the whole point and then it included a really expensive dowry obviously um to kind of bind the whole the two families together Mm -hmm. so once she married her cousin her cousin xavier celestine de pontalba oh my what a name (laughs) right uh it's a mouthful and also makes them sound like a twat but i kind of like it though it's like a vampire name <laughs> a little bit you know? yeah it's 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 very like it's like it's very a, like, a fancy and rice character <laughs> yeah it's very like tom cruise interview with a vampire one hundred percent that's actually like in my brain that's kind of who i think of yes so one like him and then we'll talk about his father like in a few minutes but like the two of them I kind of like thought of them as like Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise like that's in my brain like kind of yeah look like in my brain I can see it yeah yeah so once she was married so remember she's like 15 when this is happening so she marries her cousin at 15 and she is whisked away from New Orleans and brought to the Pontalba family chateau outside Paris so oh, like, that okay. doesn't sound horrible. Like, you know, it no, sounds, sure. I mean, wonderful. It's a chateau outside of Paris. Um, and yeah, during her time in Paris, um, Michaela and Celestine, which that's how they, I, I think that's the name he went by because that's okay. what a lot of people call him, um, referred to him as. But she uh, bore him five children. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, they okay. got busy and like had a whole lot. Wow. So it was not, though, like you think, oh, she gets whisked to Paris and they live in a chateau and she has five children and like fairy tales and happy endings and, you know, it's all beautiful and everything. Well, no. So (laughs) her father-in-law, Baron Joseph Delfo de Bontab, okay, then French names really just get me here. Um, Yeah. The Baron de Pontalba was um, basically in this for the money. Like he saw an opportunity to gain control of the Almanester fortune and ran with it. So after um, two years after she and her husband were married, so Michaela and her husband were married, the Baron somehow got her to sign a general power of attorney to give her husband control of everything that she had. So assets, her rentals, her capital, like everything that she had in her name was now her husband's essentially because he was the power attorney over it all. That's rotten. Right. I'm like, no. So um, yeah, Michaela then finds out, which like, I'm going to preface it with this. I feel like this should have been a dead fucking giveaway, but that's just me and my excessive amounts of watching Dateline. But she then finds out yeah. that the Baron, surprise, surprise, like wasn't going to fulfill anything that he said in the marriage contract. So obviously not everything in the marriage contract was like is written out for everyone to see. But um, there must have been some sort of 
thing that the Baron had to do, and he just was, like, not doing it. And by the 1830s, she was doing everything she could to try to, like, ditch the weird-ass duo of her dud of a husband and his weird Oh, okay. Um, she was, like, trying to get the hell away from them. Mm-hmm. Some reports on her... um time there basically said she was like a prisoner in her own home oh, no. um, Aaron was just really trying to control her and he got all of her money and so then he like he they he just did not like her like for some reason just did not like her and I guess like once he got the money he was like well fuck you I don't care about you essentially hmm. and so some reports say she like there's a bunch of restrictions on where in the house that she could be um staff like wasn't a wasn't allowed to talk to her or look at her like anything like that so yeah and apparently a lot a lot of things I I read like she just this poor woman just was like not um it was just like a shitty situation all around so I wonder if it's because she was from America I mean probably well I will say so she tried a lot of um different legal ways to get separated from her husband mm-hmm. and that was just like not working out because mm. uh the french law at the time was mm-hmm. just not geared towards women um, yeah no wasn't there to help uh women in any way when it came to marriage and um and then but also it said at some point she does end up I think the Baron lets her leave. So she's not actually with her husband for most of their marriage. Like she goes to Paris and she lives in the city and okay. they like weren't um really together anymore. But I guess because she had already signed over, even though they weren't physically together, because she had signed over all of you know, the rights to, to everything to him and the general power of attorney to him, she was still under his control. Right. So even though she's in Paris living by herself, whatever, um, you know, she's not actually like living on her own kind of thing. Ugh, that sucks. I know. So side note, a little fun fact to this, um, 64 parishes online actually um, reported and I like, didn't even I I never even heard this didn't know about it whatever but in 1840 um so this was like after some of her her shit with like her husband goes down but um in 1840 she built the hotel Pontalba um which was her townhouse on Rue Saint Honoré in Paris and it's actually now the U.S. Embassy residence oh hey I was like what look at that cool I know. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just a side note, just a little side thing, but that's where she lived in, in, um, in Paris. Okay. So she like put her town. Apparently, it's an actual. It was an actual hotel, and she just had a townhouse in there that she that she lived in. And now the yeah. whole thing is the U.S. Embassy residency, cool. not the embassy, yeah. the residency of the U.S. Embassy. Yeah. Um. So back to the story. In 1834, slightly before Michaela and Celestine's 23rd wedding anniversary, um, Michaela returned to the family chateau to speak to her husband. So they're not really sure, like, there's differing, like, variations of this as to why she went back. Um, Like, if they were on better terms, like, because it wasn't really her husband that was doing all of this. It was the Baron Mm -hmm. that was, like, controlling everything. Mm -hmm. Um, they weren't sure, like, you know, there's some things that said maybe, like, the, like, Celestine wanted to, uh, 
talk to her and try to get her back kind of there was a whole different thing so we're not really sure why she goes back to the family chateau but she does so while she's there her father-in-law who by the way is 80 years old by this time uh, traps her in a room like traps her in the chateau in a room and then busts up in there and shoots her point blank four times in the chest oh my god point blank so she was shot what, in the chest. What is his problem? <laughs> I don't fucking know, but he Jeez. is like a psychopath. Yeah. And, and he like, he just like pulls up with two pistols, busts, oh like, like cop busts open the door, you know, 80 years old, yeah. 80 years old, busts open the door with two pistols and starts yeah. shooting this bitch. Oh so he shoots her. Um, He shoots four times. He hits her four times in the chest, like area. Two of those shots were twice in her hand. I think she was trying to get the, get one of the pistols and like he shot through her hand. So her hands all like mangled and gross. I think a couple of her fingers like were missing or something. And then he shot her in one of her boobs. And I just feel like that really says a lot. Like, you know that you hate a woman if you're going to shoot her in the boob. Like, I'm not really sure if he meant to do that but i feel like part of him was like yeah i hate you and this is how i'm gonna show it in the like utmost way yeah he's he's a disgusting individual yeah so whatever he thought he was there to try to do again like i said there's differing reports so we're not even really sure like why she went there to talk to her husband what she's trying to do some say she's trying to plead like one more time to do all the court proceedings and like get all of her shit back. Yeah, so maybe free from him. My God. Yeah. Like maybe what I'm thinking is probably she went there to try to convince him to give her all of her stuff back. And yeah. he hit like Celestine was probably leaning towards that. So the dad was like, fuck this noise and busted up in there. Like mm. Montana and mm-hmm. shot everybody up. Ugh. Yeah, so, so crazy. The craziest part about this is that Michaela survives. Wow. Not four times, point blank, like, and, and survives. That, you know, that is one badass bitch. Oh, yeah. She was like, oh, no, sir. Oh, no, she sir. was like, I'm not going out like this, especially right. at your hands. Right. This is not happening. Fuck you. I'm going to survive just to shove it in your face. Absolutely. Kind of yeah. So when he realizes, when the Baron realizes that he did not kill, like, successfully kill his daughter-in-law like he thought he was going to, he um, basically up and shoots and kills himself with the same pistols he used to try to kill her. What a loser. So I'm like, yeah. I, I, I was, you know, it's like, at that point, like, what are you thinking because i'm sure he was a baron he could have gotten out of whatever like you know they didn't women weren't exactly regarded and in, in this right you know time so i'm like i'm sure he would have been fine with it and instead he was just like oh i fucked that up so let me go shoot myself Ugh. yeah Disgusting. so it's with his death that salestine and michaela become the baron and the baroness so then that's when she's the baron okay Pantalba. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So she didn't obviously, I mean, you shot four times, like point blank. She didn't exactly like just up and, you know, start walking and stuff after uh, being shot. Yeah. However, 
she was um, awarded all of her property and assets back after going through a couple of court rulings. So even though she was shot in the chest multiple times, she still had to go through at least two. I read about at least two different court rulings before she got all of her shit back. And, you know, didn't, you know, didn't have to go through the husband anymore. Um, So I guess like in some way, when your father-in-law shoots you, you get a little sympathy, not really sure, but wow. I mean, it still took her a couple of times in the court to um, try to get this done. So that, yeah, so she was shot in 1834 and she wouldn't return to New Orleans, however, until 1849. So well over 10 years later, she's still Mm -hmm. living in Paris, like she's still whatever, but she does have all of her children. uh, You know, she had all of her children with her, even though um, she was still married technically to the Baron, the now Baron. Mm -hmm. Um. But she returns to New Orleans in 1849. So this is okay. when she starts the building of, a bil- like, the construction of the Pontalba. Pantal- I don't know why that word is so difficult for me to say. <laughs> it's um, hard. Pontalba yeah. buildings. But I was surprised to know that she, so she gets back in 1849. And I would have thought she would have stayed here. Like, that's, this is where she was from. She would got all of her, her money and her shit back. So why yeah. did she go back to Paris? Yeah. Because um, I think, uh, I know for sure her son Gaston came with her because he's the one that drew all of the, all of the pictures of, um of the French Quarter. But, mm-hmm. um but yeah, so she leaves again in 1851. So she's only here for like two years. Oh. Um, yeah. She's not here, here for that long, but she returns in 1851, um, back to France to care for her ailing husband. So she had been separated from him for 15 years by this point. Like she was oh not God. like with him, even when she was still living in France, she was not like with him. Um, but he, within a year of her returning, he became completely incapacitated. So like, um, I think he just had a lot of like ailments and stuff and just didn't, it, it mm-hmm. like wasn't cool um but he she yeah. came back to um care for him and and his property like to take care of him essentially and set up everything for him and then also handle all of the family's like properties and wealth and and um you know all of their dealings basically mm-hmm. um because he couldn't do it anymore and i also read too that apparently like everyone in her family so her children her children-in-law like her grandchildren like all of these people would come to her to like help her like to get her like she was in charge of everyone's money like she was the one oh, was the okay. smart one of the family and like the savvy one the business savvy one and so yeah. everyone trusted her judgment and was just like, yeah, you take care of this. Like, what do I do with this? She would bail people out of stuff like, like uh, bad business deals and things like she was just, she really was the HBIC. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So she did this. Um, she took care of her husband for the next 23 years until her death in oh my God. 74 at the age of 79. Okay. Yeah. Um, apparently Celestine, that asshole, um, lived to be 87. He lived for like. He outlived her. He, he outlived her at, at, oh, after all man. of that. But also she was like shot four times. So I'm like kind of not surprised that, you know, 
I feel like that's got to come back to get you at some point. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and they are buried together in um, a French ce- cemetery, uh, whose name of which I cannot pronounce. Um, okay. <laughs> Check. Um, the Baroness never returned to New Orleans. So she never got to see like what her parents became. Um, she never got to see, you know, Jack- Jackson Square when she came back was just at the time like they were starting to put up the fence that's like now Jackson Square and like all that uh-huh. stuff so she didn't even get to like really see the French Quarter like thrive and become what the French Quarter like was you know at the um, yeah interesting at the end the second half of the 1800s like you know uh-huh. kind of it was I'm sure it was you know that's when it was kind of like booming and things were happening and you know all of that so she she missed like all of that um, development in the French Quarter and especially if the you know the cast iron um, balconies and stuff that was her whole thing she designed that for you know her two buildings and that became a staple in the French Quarter so yeah so it's, like she she influenced all of this stuff and she never got to come back and see it oh so that kind of sucks but that does suck because I can't imagine the French Quarter without the wrought iron exactly balconies exactly yeah yeah it's yeah it's crazy so she's just like she's a badass bitch, man. Like, yeah, I definitely. Couldn't even imagine. She got shot four times with like one of those old ass pistols too. Like you know that. Yeah, I'm old, sure but... they were like lead balls. Yeah, that probably like poisoned you as you, were, you know, like... exactly. There's yeah medieval shit in that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, like, he outlived her. Like of course he fucking did typical yeah typical man um she took care of him the whole last last bit of her took life care of everything took care of him yeah. specifically who mm-hmm. was he was like an like you know bedridden essentially for 23 years i mean it's wow. not like she was the one you know changing his underwear or anything you know she set up people for that but <laughs> sure but still but, like, yeah still I mean, she had. She to, could have been at parties in the French Quarter. Oh my gosh, she would have been. She would have been like the toast of the freaking town. Like she would. Yeah. There's just no. Definitely. If ands or buts about it. Yeah. But yeah, so they're buried together in France. Oh wow. And she never came back to New Orleans, but her two biggest, you know, gifts, both to the two buildings in New Orleans and the one in Paris, are still up and running and she's responsible for that and I feel like that says a whole fucking lot like if you have something definitely that has lasted centuries that's, yeah that's really cool that's very very for cool. sure she, yeah she's that's a great like legacy that bitch for sure mm-hmm. and I mean absolutely how nuts is that like your father-in-law fucking shoots you in the chest to kill you like shoots to kill like he no I can't he went in with with a purpose yeah oh I don't even that's wild I'm thinking like maybe her corset like helped save her a little bit or something honestly I don't know depending on like what her corset was made of I don't know I'm just trying to imagine like how you survive four shots to the chest oh my god well one went through I mean two went through her Her hand hand. maybe that stopped it a little bit uh, yeah, I don't even know. I don't know how that works. Uh, but, yeah, but and I don't still. find out. Um, no, but yeah, I don't want to know how that works or find out or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, wow. it fucked up her hand a lot. So I'm sure. Yeah. 
you know, maybe it did stop it a little bit. Hmm. But not, I mean, what happened to her boob? I know. Like, that's just mean. <laughs> I know. That's not nice. Like, no. Even, like, shoot me in the leg or something. I like, know. Add uh, insult no. to injury. Right. Like, it's like, mm-mm. get it. Like, you hate me. You hate me. I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm, I'm in your way, and I get it. Like, Jesus. Yes. Message received, sir. <laughs> Fucking <Exactly>. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Aww. we get it it's a little over get it we get it god. but oh, I'm also my god too that the father-in-law I so I think the father-in-law started out as just like a uber dick like just mm-hmm. the worst and then like I'm thinking if his son kind of had like you know some issues where he was bedridden you know like dementia kind of stuff or something mm-hmm. like that maybe he mm-hmm. was just like nuts like I don't know yeah, but I just I don't feel know. you, hmm. well, especially to do that and then to kill yourself because you didn't succeed. Yeah. There's some issues happening right there. That family. Could you imagine Christmas at that house? Jesus, I thought <laughs> no, my family was not. No, oh, Lord. Oh God. I don't know, man. But that's intense. Michaela Almanester de Pontal- Pontalba. Well, that was very cool. I learned some things. I know. Sure. I had no idea. I thought she was just lived her rest of her life here. I didn't know she went back no. to France. So that's yeah, very she spent, interesting. She's only spent about 17 years, 18 years here mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. total. And then the rest of her life was spent in, in yeah. France and in Paris. Wow. Yeah. So that's really, I mean, she basically is from Paris I would assume at that point <laughs> like yeah you know you're very yeah. Parisian at that point yeah but yeah sure. now I want to wow. go to when I go to Paris I'm saying when because I'm manifesting that but when I go to Paris I want to go see the the embassy residence and see what it looks like with the absolutely ho- what is it hotel on no on the Rue de Honoré hotel right on Talba on the right. Rue Saint Honoré excuse me there you go. Yeah. Definitely. I know. Yeah. Super cool, man. Very I, cool. I feel like that really tells you, too, that you need to, um, like, look at the family you're marrying into as well. Not that she really had a choice. <laughs> she didn't have a True. Choice. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah. you got to do some some recon work on the family you're marrying into. Oh, always. Yeah. That mm-hmm. could suck. For real. Could shoot you in the chest. and i mean if you're lucky maybe keith morrison would do your dateline episode but like you don't even know could be dennis like one could only hope (laughs) honestly if i ever get murdered please make sure keith morrison does my dateline episode i mean i think you got to put it in a will or something i oh oh 100 percent. i have one of those things where it's like upon my death like send this to whoever it's gonna Right. It's like I have a do not resuscitate directive (laughs) number one. Number two, Keith Morrison narrate. Only Keith Morrison is allowed to narrate my Caitlin episode. (laughs) Sorry, Andrea. No one likes (laughs) No. It's gotta be Keith. Keith. At the very least, um uh Josh Mankowitz. Yes. I yeah, that is very least. Yes. But like no. It can't be Dennis or Andrea. That just means like no, it's not no, no. no. Bless him, but no. It's gonna kill me. I want a good story. 
Absolutely. Obviously. I did have, I did have a friend of mine. I don't know if he actually listens. So um, he'll know who he is if he does, but he sent a meme to me the other day that said, um, if I'm ever murdered, I want two white women, women with a podcast to solve it. (laughs) And he said, I'd like to put in a request for your services now. And I was like, you got it. I got you. Yeah, we're on it. Don't I worry. got you. We will pivot yeah. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Oh, that's I got you. And then, I mean, I did add in there like an asterisk of like, I really hope you don't get murdered. But like, yeah, please don't get murdered. But yeah. if like, I kind of like you know. him. So if you know, he could stick around. Yeah, you know, we're friends. Yeah, stick around. Please don't. Great. But if he gets yeah. murdered, I got him. I- or like you get abducted by aliens or something. Oh, I will. I will investigate that too. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. We're all we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be all over it. Right. Like, you know, God, karma, whoever. Right. Let's not murder. Let's not take any of our friends. <laughs> yeah. We probably shouldn't put that out into the universe, but not he in did 2020. It. He, he did it. I did it. I, he's the one that requested our services. Uh, it's on him in the off He's... chance that it happens right it's all on him it's all Don't it's worry. on him i mean you know who you are it's on you sorry yeah <laughs> right but yeah exactly. so that's cool it. that's the story of the day hopefully this gets people through through awesome. you know whatever hits us in the next couple of days yeah like, it's nothing too hard or awful but yeah we'll probably lose power so yeah down like ashley said in the beginning download a couple of these episodes Absolutely. Put them right on your, on your thing and get them ready to go. Yeah. You can listen to them directly from our website. So that might be easier if you can't get them from Apple, but you should be able to download them first and it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, that's what I do. I, Apple, I Google. Yeah. Apple, mm-hmm. Google, or Spotify. There you go. There, yeah. Or, yeah. And then a lot of other places, like too many, we can't even name them, but we're, we're there. If it all the places you all get the podcasts. places. If it has a podcast, if it plays podcasts, we are up mm-hmm. in there. Right. We are right there, creeping behind everybody, but we're there. <laughs> we're in the back. You gotta be definitely <laughs> squint to see us, but we're there. We're there for sure. <laughs> so awesome. On that note, everyone, hunker down. Stay safe. Stay safe and listen to some big easy spirits. There you go. Cheers, guys. Cheers.